We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's go to Andy. So we can go to Andy, then we'll go to Nabil, then we'll go to Sid, then we'll go to Sydney. Uh, uh, Andy P, the floor is yours. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you running these spaces. I'm still mourning from yesterday. Quickly was my second favorite player. So talk about emotional attachment. I thought every time the guy came out, he was explosive, confident, and could actually shoot the ball, unlike some of the other players that we have on the team, like Grimes and Fournier. Um, I think that the $5 million gap that the Knicks could have bridged was easily fixable. Uh, He wanted 25. They offered 20. There's no reason why we couldn't have kept him. Uh, I know that people are saying not to look at this in a vacuum and to wait for what's to come, but what's to come? Are we about to lose Randall who averages 25, 10 and five and shoots 50% from the field? If that happens, people are going to be even more devastated. At least some people are. Um, Randall is the only player behind like Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid to have the most points, rebounds, and assists in the league this season. So I love him too. Um, so I'm afraid of what's to come in, in the future is the reason why I wanted to come up here and speak was because, all right, the trade happened. Writing was on the wall. RJ was never really a huge fan of him. He never knew how to move off the ball. He kind of reminded me of like someone who is a role player, but at the same time, I know he averaged 15, but an inconsistent 15. I'm excited for OG, but I wanted to get your thoughts on what's to come in the future and is Tibbs still in the picture next season? Because I think that he really limited Quickly's potential, only giving him 20 minutes a game. The guy would come out for 20 minutes and score 20 points. The Garden loved him. That's all I got. Um, Tibbs ain't going anywhere. Tibbs isn't going <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. Well, okay. okay. The, reason, the, reason why, uh, the reason why I side was because I have said my, bold, my one bold prediction at the beginning of the year was this would be Tom Thibodeau's last season, full season as Knicks head coach. And I said that because 
there's a strong possibility of we get to the playoffs, our office box down again for the third time in four years. We maybe you get to the second round. We maybe we go on the first round, and then the and then we make the big splash trade in the offseason. And then when it doesn't work, and when if we start off slow again next year, maybe he's out of there. Uh, Tibbs is to quote Andrew Claudio, Tibbs has earned the right to coach the to be the coach once the superstar trade happens or the star trade whatever you want to call it because we were supposed to be the worst in the league when he took over and our worst season was 37 game 37 to 45 but to your point he has his flaws and I've always said that his rigidity and his stubbornness is ultimately going to be the reasons that get him fired period and it's only a matter of time. Um, I don't think Tom Thibodeau is a devil incarnate, but at the same time, I recognize his flaws, and I just feel as if that that will be, and that will get him fired. And the fact that he just could not, wouldn't even fathom, just like when the Knicks were struggling, like, hey, we're struggling, let's just play these guys. Let's, let's just play this guy more and see what happens is annoying so thank you andy all right let's go to nabil so we'll go to nabil then we'll go to sydney then we'll go to vivek and then we'll go to e uh nabil who is a raptors fan um so curious to hear your take on this trade and any other thoughts that you have all right so it's the day after the trade i had a good sleep to really uh think about it um at first i was shocked because i didn't expect uh, masai to do anything uh because masai's track record with like trade rumors and stuff has not been going his way like once the raptors are interested in a guy he doesn't make a trade like we were interested in uh donovan mitchell before he got traded to uh Cleveland and nothing happened. Um, but I was very shocked that a trade happened. I was actually eating lunch when the trade happened. Um, so I was holding my sandwich, saw it on my phone, dropped my sandwich, and I said, Oh, shoot, OG got traded. Um, but it was kind of expected to happen because I don't think the Raptors would have thought they would re sign him. He was going to ask for like a lot of money in free agency, um, and the Raptors were not that confident that they would re-sign him. So it's better to get him for something than nothing, and he will leave for nothing. Um, about the trade for the Raptors side of things, um, I like it. RJ Barrett, welcome back to Toronto, born and raised in Mississauga, I believe. Um, so you're back in Toronto, excited to... Uh, have you here? Um, Emmanuel quickly heard lots of Knicks fans saying that uh, they would miss him. The, he was good for the Knicks. I'm excited to have him here. The Raptors needed that guy off the bench to um, to score, to shoot, and we got the guy, Emmanuel quickly. Um, and we got, the, I think, the 31st pick or something from Detroit. Um, so that's a second round pick. Nothing too serious about that. Um, but I think the Raptors needed to push the retool button, get younger, and they did with this trade. I think Barrett's only like 24, and then quickly is like 22, 23. So um, 
we got younger in the steel, and it's always good to get younger if we're looking in a rebuild. Uh, for the Knicks side of things, um, I would say that you guys got the best player in the deal. I think OG is better than RJ Barrett um, at the moment. Um, but you guys got a great defender in OG. Um, as a Raptors fan, I can tell you that OG is capable of guarding positions, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. He can uh, switch and he can uh, defend at a high rate. Um and I think Knicks are trying to go, I don't know about all in, but like probably all in with this trade. Um, they want to try to get at least one more guy to compete. Um, there's like rumors of DeJounte Murray, um, maybe Donovan Mitchell if he's expandable for a trade, but I don't think so. Um, but for OG, he will help you with the defensive end. You already have great defenders. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, solid. Josh Hart is a really underrated defender. Um, who else is it? Randall's a okay defender, I guess. Um, who else? He okay. I'll stop you right there. He's not okay. He's poor. No, poor. Like, let's just, he's okay. poor. He's poor. poor. <laughs> I'm not even gonna. We, Okay, I thought he was solid. Okay. He can be. No, the, the frustrating thing is he can be when he wants to be, but he just chooses not to. And Julius, if you're listening here on a burner, you know I'm right. Sorry. Okay. All right. So he's not a good defender. I don't know what I was saying. Uh, but OG fits your team good. I feel like he's going to get more touches. He's going to get more chances to score. Um, and I feel, I feel like he's going to get the recognition he deserves as a defender um, and probably be in the defensive player of the year void in one time um, and probably win it because the media will know and love him in New York uh, and he will have more chances. But I'm happy for OG. Um, yes, it's sad to leave uh, him, but... We got to go in a different direction, and uh, the NBA is a business at the end of the day. So we're just fans watching the game, and yeah, we don't tell uh, Masai or is it Leon Rose to what to do. Um, they just do it, and uh, we just have to accept the fact that the trade happened, um, and what we got is what we got. Um, I didn't speak about Precious and Malachi. Oh, I forgot to speak about Precious and Malachi. Uh, Precious. Um, He's interesting, all right? Um, he can uh, rebound. Um, sometimes you will be fine with him, and sometimes you'll say, what are you doing? Because at some points when I was watching him play with the Raptors, he was dribbling, like, too much. He's a power four slash center, okay? So he was dribbling like he was a point guard. And no, I don't want that to happen. Um, Precious needs to learn how to take it easy. Take it slow. Um, look for a good shot. Um, but I think he will have more uh, time to develop in New York um, off the bench. And Malachi, uh, Malachi's decent. Uh, not the not the best, but not the worst type thing. Uh, he can score some threes. He can play solid defense. Um, but overall, you got some good players on your team. Um, and let's see how they do for the Knicks. And uh, the Raptors got some good players. So I'm going to end there. Uh, but thank you for 
allowing me to speak. No problem, Nabil. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, Preston Stewart, uh, from, born in Nigeria, uh, emigrated to the Bronx. So big up to him. Um, like I said, I don't know if he's going to be on the scene very long, personally. Um, but we definitely needed a third center um, because uh, Taj, at the very least, because Taj Gibson. I love Taj, but not it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So next we will go to Sydney. So after Sydney, after Sydney, it is E, then it's Vivek, then it is Coach Mazik. Um, we're going to try and wrap this up by like the latest quarter to one because I have football to watch and to bet on. Um, but uh, we'll, 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 we want to make sure we get to everybody and make sure we get to everyone's comments in the chat below. Thank you. Thanks for everyone for joining. Uh, good morning, everyone. And the floor, Sydney, the floor is yours. Yeah, thanks for thanks for for having this and and letting some speakers go. Um, I think one of the interesting things that we haven't really considered um, is you know the two players traded RJ and and Quick were you know homegrown players and and the Knicks for decades have had issues you know drafting talent, retaining talent, and you know it's just it's something noteworthy to point out that you know the last five years we've worked on really changing the culture of this organization and they've done a great job of it. But, you know, R.J. Barrett was the first player since, what was it, Charlie Ward in the early 90s to get a second contract with the Knicks. And two years into it, he's gone. You know, I just, I, I wanted to flag that for us to remember, you know, I hope we're not taking a step back by doing this. Because ultimately, the trade, it was it was the right move. You know, you can't fault this team for running the same roster back with a marginal upgrade after making the second round of the playoffs. But there were holes. You know, n- nothing was clicking, you know, and... I think you have to give a little bit of credit to Leon for realizing that this is his coach. He's not going to fire him. He's earned that, that long runway. You know, I don't agree with it, but that's the choice that he made. But then also to see, Hey, here are the holes. Here's the first step that I'm going to take. We're going to move beyond that. This is what we have to fix. Clearly this is the position that we can get the best deal with first look for other things to open up. We filled two major holes, a wing, who can shoot and defend, which is something I don't think this team has had for a long, long time. And, a you know, a third center, backup center this year to replace Mitch, you know, playing a similar type game that Hartenstein plays, a similar type game that Mitch does so he can slot in and work with Tibbs from day one without having to change a, a scheme. You know, there were those Capella rumors. I never bought them because he's just a very different kind of center from how they play. So it feels weird having a front office that, you know, sees a roster and sees the limitations the coaching staff has, but wants to maximize the opportunity for that coaching staff to succeed. 
And I don't think the Knicks franchise has had that in a long time. So I think ultimately, you know, this trade, you know, it sucks to lose quickly. I won't lie. I think he's going to be the best player in the deal long term. But right now, it, it makes perfect sense. No, well said, Sydney. And, you know, I, something you said reminded me of something that Robert Silverman had said that this this trade was partially due to a a roster construction issue. Um, you know, we've heard the term they had there were too many guys. Um, and part of it, it was like, you know, like the Obi thing didn't work because the head coach didn't want to do certain things. And Obi had his limitations. And, you know, obviously with quick, like we, that's it's on the record. Um, but they did try to address it. It just sucks that they used Emmanuel Pukki to do it. And you bring up a great point. Like we had all these homegrown players. No, we never used to have homegrown players. And, and and now we actually had like a young core and now one by one, they're all going out the door. Like uh, RJ's gone, Obi's gone, IQ is gone. Honestly, Grimes might be next uh, in this De- Deontay Murray trade, which I think is the next domino, which and I think that trade actually would make the Knicks worse. But I do believe that that trade is a, is a means to an end. But we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, it, it sucks. And you brought up a good point. Like he he he's RJ was the first player we signed to first player our first first round pick that we signed to a second contract is Charlie War, and he was gone in two years. <laughs> That's oh man, this franchise. But you know what? You gotta take baby steps. I guess you gotta take baby steps. Thank you, Sydney. Appreciate it. All right, next we'll go to E. So we'll go to E. Vivek and then and then Coach Mazik. Uh E, the floor is yours. Good morning. I know you must be pissed. So I'm just gonna get out the way and let you just do your thing. Good morning. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, everybody in the space. Um, yeah, I mean I'm pissed, but you know, I'm glad that I came to this space this morning and listened to some intelligent conversation, and I'm not the only one that is upset about this trade. A, I don't think we got better. B, I think that it's really weird that we hold the players more accountable than we hold the coach. And I think a lot of the moves that we're making, like, I don't understand how many of you go to the garden, how many of you sat in those seats or watched those games and was excited by this young core. How happy were we in the past five years? Yes, there were things wrong with this team. But did we notice that the things that were wrong with this team suddenly got highlighted when Mitch went down? So whose problem is it that the only person playing defense on our team is our center? Is, could it be our coaches? Is he not teaching defense, the defensive coach, the, the guy that's known for being defensive? I mean, for us to lose quickly, disgusting. For us to lose RJ, like I just didn't want to give up on 22 and 23-year-old guys. Yeah, they weren't where they needed to be, but you gave all the rope in the world to our friend Julius Randle, who doesn't play defense and tells the fans to fuck off and breaks tablets and doesn't do post games when he doesn't feel like it and talks about how much money we're paying Josh Hart and talks about how Mitch misses his free throws. I, I, I just don't understand how there's leeway for Julius Randle because... You know, he's Julius Randle and the coach's favorite, and there's no leeway for other stars. Admittedly, RJ is not where he's supposed to be. But remember, who got picked in front of him? Didn't John Morant get suspended 25 games for holding a gun? And Zion has issues because he's not always in shape and he has injuries and, you know, a PR problem. I just don't think 
that RJ and Quickly were the villains on this team, and I don't think that OG is going to be the hero, but I'd be glad to be wrong. But I think the problems with this team are bigger than the players that we got rid of and the ones that we're bringing in. I think ultimately it comes from the coach. And you know me, Sean, I wore a Fire Tips t-shirt to uh, the Garden. I am not a Tips fan. I do not believe in this game of favorites he plays with players and I don't think that he's the guy for our future and I'm very sad of this trade and I'm calm now because it's been 24 hours and there's been a lot of crying and a lot of screaming and a lot of fighting in my house because Jesus and I don't always agree and he's just like Aaron these are the Knicks like this is your team you can be upset but ultimately it's the Knicks and then I rationalize it by realizing this is not the first time like the previous um person said that the Knicks have let me down with trades. So, yes, I'm upset. I hope this works for us. I don't see that we won. It's going to be really shitty to watch them both do really well in the Raptors. And unfortunately, like I've said many times today, I don't think that Julius Randle's temperament is for everyone. And I hope that the players coming in are ready to bow down to King Julius and his bad defensive plays which never get called as turnovers because he's always making bad passes. That's all I got. I'm, I'm, very, I'm still angry. No, I, listen, um, um, I don't know if you heard me when I said that before, earlier. It's okay to be angry. Um, I, don't, I don't begrudge anyone who's angry for traded for two of your play, two players, two of our young players. Like, I don't know if you saw my tweet. I got like hundreds of dollars of RJ Barrett gear in my house that is now going into the, uh, the closet of misfit jerseys. Right. Um, in terms of Mr. Randall and listen, Julius Randall is frustrating as hell. There is no doubt about it. And you ask, why does he get the rope that he gets? I'll tell you, it's very simple because Julius Randall rolls out of bed against 2010 and five. And Julius Randle is a two-time All-NBA player. And most but important... how many bad defensive plays do we have to see that he blames on other people? And, and how mo- many times does he get away with more than any other player on this team, including Jalen Brunson? Like, and that's the part that's disgusting. We all know Jalen Brunson was supposed to be an All-Star last year. But suddenly, Julius got it and then played shitty the second half of the season. Like, I, listen, I try to be rational, Sean. I try. Mm-hmm. I'm an older fan like you. I try. Mm-hmm. But some of this... This is like Sesame Street. Some things don't look like the other. Something's wrong here. Listen, no, you're exactly right. And the third point I'm going to make, and just, the point is, above all, and this is this is just can be an indictment of the head coach. The head coach's system, the he is he is star dependent. The system that he runs is star dependent, and the and now he's not a superstar, but Julius Randle is his engine. If you look back at every, if you look at any team he's ever coached, he always has the one guy where everything revolves around, and is the engine and can do whatever the hell he wants. That was Derrick Rose in Chicago. That was Jimmy Butler in Chicago. That was Jimmy Butler in Minnesota. That and now it's Julius Randle. And Julius Randle, if I, if from what I'm seeing from this team, he is our version of Demar Derozan in the sense that we will, we will keep this asset as long as we can and we will put up of his stuff because of what the things that he does the things that he takes off the table which is annoying 
right now do not outweigh the things that he bring onto the table in terms of the success of the Knicks. But best believe if the opportunity for a superstar, capital S superstar, best guy on a championship contender is available, no, not Donovan Mitchell, but capital S superstar, I guarantee you, E, Julius Randle will not get in the way. I guarantee you. I hope you're right. I hope you're right because let me just tell you something. I am so emotional that I literally deleted the app yesterday because I was just like, I could not look at the timeline. I was like, I can't believe all the joy that quickly has brought me. All the joy that I have watched in RJ Barrett, even the Obi things. Like I used to complain when people complained about Obi and now I'm like, now I get it because I see how happy he is on Indiana. And I realized why wasn't he happy here? Fucking tips. Fucking Tibbs. He destroys some players' souls. And it's okay to say that too. And I just hate that nobody will just admit sometimes that Tibbs is not the end-all be-all. Just because our front office is behind him doesn't mean he's the greatest coach ever to live or the greatest coach for the Knicks. That's all. That's what I said earlier. I said Tibbs has got to go. A lot of people on this spaces don't agree. But I, I listen, I agree with you 100%. Sean knows this. Like, I've been saying Tibbs is good. Like, the first year he got here, I gave him a chance. And then when I started to see how fucking dictator he was, like, the man is a senile old dictator, and I'm tired of it. And he's too robotic. He's he, he too has, robotic. He, he doesn't he think has outside a job. He has a job because Dolan doesn't want the team. Dolan just wants to collect the money. And people don't realize, I said this all over the timeline too, is that spear is bleeding him dry and he's cutting contracts with the Knicks. And he's trying to save money. And by releasing that Deuce McBride shit last night was disgusting. That They could have waited a day on that. They definitely could have. Thanks, E. Appreciate you. All right, let's go to Vivek. Um, all right, so Vivek and then and then Coach Mazik and then Joey, and after that, we're gonna wrap up because football starts in 36 minutes, and I'm a football fan. So um, but I appreciate every one of you um for, for coming up here um and listening and speaking and dropping comments. It's really, really appreciative. And listen again, this is a safe space. Let let, let it let it all out. Vivek, go ahead. The floor is yours. No, thanks, Sean. Um Happy New Year's Eve to everybody first off. Um, I'm going to try to take five minutes just to give everybody time. Um, and I really want to continue with what Aaron said because uh, I'm still quite enraged for a lack of better terms. Um, and my anger is, dedic- is dedicated really towards two people. Uh, Mr. Tom Thibodeau, who I'm calling an entitled lazy coach, who failed to put the most obvious starting lineup out there. And I know Kevin Danishevsky's a speaker that's on mute right now. And I've told him this lineup Hello. multiple times and he did not Hello. put the lineup out and he should have put the lineup out. You should have tried Jalen Brunson and, and I, Emmanuel quickly as your starters for at least a month. And if it does not work out, you still have OG and because he's still going to get traded. This is you, you might as well try it out while you can. So he did not do it because he's looking at uh, players in boxes um and that is just lazy entitled coaching um you we you don't even see i mean tibbs is when's the last time tibbs has done an individual workout with a player he's the lazy coach does not do any of those things one two leon rose i bet he's never said no to anybody in his life not including his kids so maybe you know maybe we should put the ire on him and third off um you know i think the um this trade obviously it'll help the team but you know, there's it really took the soul out of the you know the team. Um, this is a very business like team now, 
And I think the ire is going to be focused on all the all the players. You know, the honeymoon era for the Villanova guys are gone. Um, the honeymoon era for anybody else is gone. Um, it's not a safe place anymore. Um, and it's going to be results-oriented. So, you know, these guys have to show up. And they have to show up now. And they cannot afford to struggle. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Because there, this this is a team full of you know, this is a business. This is a result-oriented team now, and they have no choice um, but to figure it out. And Leon better um, better make the next move, um, and I'll give him about a week to do it. Because um, if he does not do it, then you know there's going to be people angry at him and justifiably angry at him, and it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be safe. So um, he better get to work. There's, can there's I, can I respond to that? that was directly called. Yeah, out go ahead. Go, go ahead. It's and, then, then, and, then, and then Andy had his and then Andy had his hand up, and then we'll go to coach. Go. Yeah. So you have you have one minute, Kevin. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, that was a, I, I. I have a lot of respect for you, Vivek. Um, that was a ridiculous rant. Um, like there are issues with Emmanuel quickly being a long-term short shooting guard. In the, like, I do not think that that would work in the playoffs. I think that there are teams that would target. We haven't, didn't necessarily see it during the playoffs. And I love Emmanuel quickly. I think Emmanuel quickly is a starting point guard in this league. The problem is, is that we have Jalen Brunson. And yes, two years ago, Tom Thibodeau should have put um, Emmanuel quickly over Alec Burks. That was a malpractice. I am with you on that. Um, I think it is kind of crazy to, um, to to look at this and to, to, to say you have one week to make a, to move when the trade deadline is on February fifteenth. Man, that's that's insane. And yes, like it's a results oriented. Like, XJ just made the point that it's your point. Just kind of belied XJ's point where it's like yes, like I don't think that I think it's the, the dichotomy between like oh like the people who like the trade are the cold rational like people and uh and and the people who don't don't are just being emotional but like you're 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 admitting that like wrap it up yeah sure i i i i i i like but like you but like you're admitting that and like this team like this this was we were bound for a move like this not because like tom thibodeau is some old dinosaur but this because any other nba team would make this move and that's why the response no they wouldn't they wouldn't have gone like, 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 all right all right all right all right all right okay okay okay, okay, okay. we gotta move on we gotta move on we gotta move on we gotta move on andy you get one minute and then we'll go to coach all i need is 45 seconds and i'll be very quick leon rose his son sam Happens to be OG's agent. Also happens to be Jacob Toppin's agent. Also happens to be Jalen Brunson's agent. Don't you see a conflict of interest there? When is the NBA going to make a rule about that? When they do it for the Lakers. Uh, bro- yeah, bro- brother, if you think nepotism is the only place where that happens, I got, I got a bridge in Brooklyn that I can sell you. But it's <laughs> happening right in front of our eyes. It's been I'm happening saying. in front I- of our eyes. Listen, do you know who, do you know, listen, Arn, listen, Arn Tellum runs the, for lack of a better phrase, runs the pistol. You know what his player, productive player personnel is? His kid. I, it, this, this happens. Um, Kobe's, Kobe Bryant's agent runs the Lakers. Like, that's welcome, welcome, welcome to corporate America. Coach, thank you for patiently waiting. Um, the floor is yours. I appreciate you. Uh, shout out to all of you guys. Uh, 
You know what I'm and saying? And for those listening on podcast, Coach is a Raptors fan. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Me and Sean actually were talking yesterday too when the trade just happened. So it's nice to talk to him again. But I want to say uh, Sydney made a good point. Sean, you keep bringing up, yeah, Julius Randle is a star player. He does 20 and 10. But when the playoffs come, he does 13 and 2. So I don't think he should also have that big leash when he does it, when it doesn't show up when it matters. But talk about the trade. I think Emmanuel quickly is a huge player, man. I think he's all star caliber guy. He's a young talent. The fact we were able to get him is just amazing by someone with that level of potential. I was surprised when you guys didn't extend him in the first place, but I guess you want to make, go on for Brunson to move for you. I can, When I look at this trade, I kind of low-key split it in two separate places, right? I do I split Emmanuel quickly and OG as its own separate trade. Then I do RJ for Precious and Flint. As bad as you guys make seem RJ is, he's nowhere compared to Precious and Chew and Malachi Flint. Though Malachi Flint shouldn't be a basketball player at all. He's one of the worst basketball players in the league. He shouldn't even be in there. The fact we were able to finesse the Knicks and been able to get RJ off him is crazy. Precious, one of, he has tools, he has the talent, but he's just one of the dumbest players in the, uh, the current NBA. Low IQ, makes stupid decisions every single time. And, you know, I'm saying this is why, like, I love this trade long term. It makes sense for us short term. It makes sense for us. It's just a good trade. I can't wait. Uh, OG, as good as he is defensively, offensively, he's one of the worst isolation players in the league. Cannot create a shot at all. Like he's, I think, number six, uh, 79 in isolation numbers. Cannot uh, attack off closeouts. Has weak finishing. Just not good. The shooting's good, though. You know what I'm saying? I'll give him that. He's, he's, a, he's a good spacer, and you guys desperately needed one, but especially after Mitchell was gone. But I don't know, man. I just feel so happy, man. I feel like the fact we were able to get, uh, like, a future, like, talent. Emmanuel Cookie, you will not find. Like, I remember we were offered four first-round picks for Memphis for OG. I like this trade better because, like, those picks, I don't think any of them would have translated to someone Emmanuel quickly. Talent, bro. That's the only reason I like this trade, bro. If Emmanuel quickly, if IQ wasn't involved, I think we, I wouldn't have been that happy. But again, a, t- a player and a talent and someone like IQ, you know, you're not going to get that in everyday NBA, man. I think he fits next to Scotty. I think this trade makes great sense for us. And we have Siakam to move too. We could probably trade you guys Siakam if you guys want him as well and get some like uh, Brunson and DiVincenzo, a couple first round picks off that. So I'm just happy, man. I feel like this was a great trade for us. Uh, you guys probably got more moves to make yourselves so we'll see how it plays out but this was a great trade for us man I can't believe we robbed you so easily but go ahead no thank you for thank you coach appreciate the time um appreciate the comments hey listen I think you you, you got a good plan Emmanuel quickly absolutely um Joey thank you for waiting patiently um the floor is yours appreciate it man happy new year everybody happy new uh, year not for sure did he just say that Siakam get traded for Brunson and DiVincenzo? <laughs> well, I said if you guys want him. You guys you guys don't have to trade for him. <laughs> no, we're good. Uh, I'll take all the nepotism in the world if it's going to get us Jalen Brunson and OG Ananobi. So keep the nepotism going. Um, all this stuff about Tibbs, like, I get all the complaints and stuff, but my God, like, every good coach in the NBA has superstars. Mike Malone's a great coach because he has Jokic. When Spo didn't have Jimmy Butler or Dwayne Wade, they sunk. Like, every, all good coaches play through their superstars. And all this Julius Randle, like, complaining, 25-10-5. 25-10-5 plays every single game. Like, one day he's not going to be here, and we're going to miss it. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I think Quick's an awesome player. Quick was an awesome Nick. 
us throwing around quick being an all-star like this is a little bit too much, in my opinion. Like, Jalen Brunson hasn't been an all-star yet. So, um, I just think we got a lot better with the trade. I think OG's an awesome player. He can shoot. How many times have we, have we seen guys get corner open threes from a brunch and a Randall kick, and it's R.J. Barrett catching it, and he doesn't knock it down. Like, we're going to get 40% of corner threes. Um, I just think it puts us in a great direction. Uh, you know, we're 17 and 15. We're not where we want to be. So, um, whatever's coming next, I'm super excited for it. And let's go next. That's about it. OG is an inconsistent player. Have you seen his game log for the last 15 games? Some games he averages five. Some games he averages seven. Some games yeah, he averages and he plays, but he plays defense every yeah. one of those games, and he shoots 38 percent from three, and he hits 44 percent from the corners. So I don't need him to score 20, 20 points a night or give us give us 20 points every night. I need him to play good defense and hit threes, and for the most part, he does that. By the way, Joey, I agree with you on Randall. I just don't agree with you on the nepotism thing because I feel like if Leon Rose wasn't in the front office, this trade would have gone down a lot differently. Hey, Andy, do you know who Mickey Harrison is? No. Okay, Mickey Harrison, he's the owner of the Miami Heat. Do you know who runs player personnel? Tell me. Nick Harrison, his son. I'm yeah. telling you, and no, and no, and no one complains about, and no one complains about nepotism from Miami. Like, I like what I'm saying is, this is the world. It's it's in basketball, it's in football, it's in finance, it's in advertising. This is the world. Unfortunately, we have Jalen Brunson because of Leon Rose. Like, he's been our best player since Patrick Ewing. I'll take nepotism all day if you get me out. Yeah, Jalen Brunson is exceptional. I'm just going to miss quickly. We are. Yeah, we are all going to miss quickly. Um, and I am missing all of these. Okay, so first of all, David Smith, you are spamming the, the, the chat box. I am not going to read all of these. Um, I'll read some of them. Um, but we'll, I'll read some of these chats, and then we'll wrap up. Um, and we'll wrap up out of here. Okay. Let's start from the beginning. All right. Uh, I read that one already. David Smith says, no way to sugarcoat this. Knicks got worse. Kind of discussed that already. Um, <clears throat> C.T. Pittman says, yeah, C.T.'s here. Shout out C.T. Pittman, longtime KFS supporter. My question is, are we building just for a championship run, or are they trying to build a dynasty to multiple championships? Let's get one before we start throwing out the D word. <laughs> How about one? <laughs> like, like, let's just get one. Like, obviously, we would love to get multiple championships, but for the team that has not won since 1973, let's get to one first. Um, because, listen, I think all of us would take one. <laughs> so, thank you, CT. Uh, Vivek, and you kind of addressed this in your in your comments, but you said Knicks got better, but they lost a lot of their soul by making this trade. The biggest fault was Tibbs refusing to try Jalen IQ backcourt for enough of a sample size. I, You will get no pushback from me. At least try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But... We have a head coach who colors in the lines, who checks off boxes and doesn't want to win every game as much as he doesn't want to lose every game. And that's why he plays it safe, because that's what happens when you are like that. You play it safe. So and he and he plays it safe until his back is against the wall and there's a gun to his head. And then we get and I love Mensa for Quentin's fridge rent due tips, rent paid tips. 
This is what you this rent paid to polls IQ for RJ Barrett when RJ Barrett can hit the broadside of a bar. Rent paid tip says, you know what? I'm gonna go for I'm gonna play Julius Rand and Obi Toppin um together um to get a win in Philadelphia because James Dolan wants to fire me. So thank you for that. And Paz says, RJ is no longer a Nick now. Why are we still trashing him? Um, I'm gonna push back on this hard. Um Trashing him is saying that he sucks and he's bad and he, we don't want him here. I don't think anyone did that. Um, we have to be able to call out the faults of our players, um, including the ones that we like, um, because we have no problem calling the we have no problem calling out the. Uh, listen, the day Julius Randle gets traded, I'm pretty sure he will be trashed by many people uh, up and down the up and down the timeline, and I don't know how much sympathy he will get. So, um, Empires, you know, I, I love you. You've been you've been a supporter for Study Hall for a long time, but I don't think it's trashing him. Like RJ had his faults, and we we should be able to call we should be able to call out those faults. And those faults, some of those faults are the reasons why he's no longer on the team. So, um, appreciate the comment though as well, and thank you for supporting the Study Hall. Uh, Don Blast is showing for W speaking the truth right now. I guess that's from my intro. I appreciate that. Joey said, uh, IQ is a good player, not paying $100 million for a six-man on our roster. OG is a such better offensive player than anyone's to give him credit for. And y'all need Julius to make another All-NBA till y'all respect him as a star. 25-9-5. Good luck replacing that one day. Um, so this actually reminds me of something. There is a bit of... I don't want to say use the word politics, but optics that is at play here also. And whether you agree with it or disagree with it, it's up to you. It would not be the rumors are that he wanted he wanted 25 million a year. Paying Emmanuel quickly more than paying Jalen Brunson doesn't look good. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that is something that has to be considered. Uh Especially if, again, especially if he's going to be the sixth man and come off the bench because the head coach doesn't want to play them together, that was something that I don't think they were ever really going to consider. So that's something to keep in mind. Thank you, Joey. All right. Comic says, I've been seeing a lot, this a lot on my timeline. Do you guys think Donovan Mitchell is that player to take us to a contending team? No. My, okay, my definition of superstar is one of the eight guys who can be the best team on a championship contender and uh, on not this ca- not this version, uh, not this most recent episode of Casual Friday, but the one before it, I said, we discussed what is a superstar and myself, Mentz, and XJ gave out who we think our superstars are. And my superstars were, in no particular order, Curry, Embiid, Giannis, Kawhi, Luka, Jokic, Durant, Tatum. And Durant gets an asterisk because that dude don't stay on the court. Donovan Mitchell, to me, is not the best player on a championship team. And if you don't want DJM, but you want DeJon, but you want Donovan Mitchell, well, they're both they're both you know they're both short guys next to Brunson. Um, I in a vacuum, do I want Donovan Mitchell on my team? Absolutely, but I don't think you, I don't think you're winning with Donovan Mitchell as your best player. That's just me. And he takes up a lot of usage. Thank you, comic. 
Um, Don Blast said to Robert Silverman, Obi was a soul as well. RJ Obi, Quick Trio created an awesome culture to watch every night. Listen, man, my fa- my son's favorite play last year was Obi Toppin. We were at the preseason game last season and against, I believe it was Detroit. And he saw Obi do a between the legs dunk and he was enthralled. And that was his guy. And that guy ended up getting the Obi Toppin joys of Christmas knowing damn well he probably wasn't going to be on the team in six months. Um, in fact, I'm gonna tweet like I'm gonna tweet the closet of misfit um misfit jerseys because I, I got a lot of them. All right, uh, Brian, bittersweet trade. One of the main reasons for this trade is the dominance that Celtics and Milwaukee have had over the Knicks. We had no one that can guard them. We do now. Excellent, excellent, excellent point. Um. The next time we play, well, I never want to see Milwaukee again, although we have them, I think, one more time. Um, but we still have we still have two more with the Celtics. It'll be interesting to see to go up against those guys now with OG. With OG and with iHeart, because I want to see how he deals better with, with, with Porzingis. Um because Mitch dealing with stretch five. Stretch fives was was Mitch's Achilles heel. Uh, Shant Amadea says six three small guard who wants to start a point guard. Nah, I mean, well, we are having six. We have a five eleven point guard right now, and he's pretty damn good. But uh, making him um, making him the point guard is. I can see why P will be concerned about the size. However, I feel like we should just gave it a shot. Uh, Andy P. Uh, oh, this is the Sam Rose. Uh, Leon's son has four players signed the Knicks. Conflict of interest. Again, welcome to the world. At comic again. We are in a tough spot of Randall. His production is important. He has parenthetically like that's really important for us to get to the playoffs, but he kills pace and momentum. Also, he is good. Nobody better than him at the position is available and see and center, meaning if we trade him, I think it'll be bad. Randall's not going anywhere until until unless they think they think moving him will improve the team. Period. End of story. Period. End of story. All right. Uh, Dom and Prince, I am sorry. We are going to wrap up, unfortunately, because it is quarter to one and I have things to do. Um, not everyone wants to speak. I got to go. I have to go. Um, so I'm sorry, but we have to wrap up. Um, thanks to everyone for listening and joining. Let me make sure I just got everyone's comments. Uh, okay. Oh, Kevin says, Coach J-Rod spitting. I don't care about the quote-unquote soul of the team. I'll always be thankful for the moments IQ and RJ gave us, especially thankful for IQ for really getting us from point A to point B. But I'm sorry we all won a championship as the number one goal, and we got closer. Uh, Alex says should have titled this the morning after with morning spelled M-O-U-R-I-N-G <laughs> that's a good one I should have called it that I'm going to tell I'm actually going to tell um, uh, Andrew Claudio to, to call it that uh, and I think that is it so yes we're going to wrap up again thanks everyone for coming oh Chubbs once we take the emotions out of how much we liked IQ and RJ the deal is a good trade I would have rather kept IQ but realistically financially you couldn't keep him making more than Brunson and I just said it it would be a bad look at least we sent them to place they can thrive same as Obi uh Joey Rodriguez is he not teaching defense what LL he breaks tablets to get you 25 10 and 5 that's why um the, the whole thing about defense I I understand where he's coming from 
at the same time, defense starts with effort, and if players don't want to play defense, they don't play defense. Um, I remember I used to argue with a friend of mine years ago. He hated Sam, Mike D'Antoni because he was like, you can't have a coach that doesn't preach defense. That's why we don't play defense. I was like, Amari doesn't want to play defense. That's why he doesn't. All right. We're going to get out of here. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you all. Again, um, be as mad as you want. Be as happy as you want. Express all your emotions. Just don't be hyperbolic. Or, you know, if you want to be hyperbolic, be hyperbolic. Just... Um, However you choose to grieve, grieve. However you choose to celebrate, celebrate. It's up to you. Um, so just keep that in mind. And hopefully, hopefully, two or three years from now, when we are all at the Canyon of Heroes, watching the first Knicks championship in almost 60 years, we'll say, we'll go look back at this day. It's like, hey, maybe this is the day that everything changed. So thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for joining us. Knicks Nation, let's ride. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.